Event 4. Clinton Joss, Clinton Joss, guys, cigar. This is the only time I smoke a cigar. Don't really, I I like coming down here and smoking a cigar. That's the only time, and I don't know, it just feels right. Feels right. I got this in Mexico, and I wanted to tell you what it is. I don't really. I, don't. I went to the guy and I said, just give me the cheapest cigar you got, and it's called a. I can't read it, but it's a disil. I don't even know why I'm starting the podcast this way, but it's it's 100% man-made. No, handmade. Uh, and it's a, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's the name. Maduro? I don't know. John Silva. I don't know. Is that any good? Leave a comment. Guys, there's a website out there called ClintonJaws.com. There's another website. If you're an RCMP member, current member, or you're retired... You can get one of these at thegoldenbadge.com. Spit an image. Fill your wallet back up. Okay. Uh, uh, carnivore diet. I'm not going to talk a lot about this, but I'm on the carnivore diet. You know what I realize? I realize I don't really like meat all that much. I thought I did. But it's kind of making me ill. And it's not to, This is why I did it. Like, I'm not a huge guy. Like, I've always been a smaller type person. But, okay, this is why I did it. Then I got... I googled twat tits, okay? Because I'm starting to get them. Just, the, like, the beginnings of them. And I'm like, I'm not a larger person. So, obviously, maybe it has to do with age and stuff like that, right? And I got nothing against twat tits at all. Everybody I know, most of my friends, they have them. And I don't care if you have them. Could care less. But I thought, what's the reason behind it? So when I Googled it, a video came up. And the guy said it's carbohydrates. And beer, unfortunately. Beer and carbohydrates... And all my life, I've been eating carbohydrates. We're talking like I grew up on potatoes. My whole diet is about carbohydrates. So now I'm, I got very little in my system. And I just want to see also what it does to my body. Get away from bread. It, well, I'm, major diarrhea, that's what it's doing so far. But get rid of the bread and just see what happens. Experiment with it. And so now instead of sugar, I put honey in here because I am allowed to have anything from an animal. Honey's made from bees. Although it's kind of controversial with the honey because there is a couple of things of uh, carbohydrates in honey. But sugar, a tablespoon of sugar is 12.6 grams of carbohydrates. Wow. Did you enjoy that story? It's my birthday today. And uh, 
you know, thank you for all the birthday wishes. You know, you don't have to wish me a, bir a happy birthday on Facebook, guys, okay? Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna respond. I'm sorry, I, that's nice and everything. Like you went out of your way to, to do it, but I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be thanking you for all the birthday wishes. I'm just, that drives me crazy when I see people do it. Thank you everyone for the birthday. Why is a birthday so great? It's not a good day. It's not like a fun day. Although, you know what? I'm, okay. It, it was today. It was last night. And I know on Facebook, my wife said, everybody's wishing you a happy birthday. This is last week. You got your birth date wrong, and apparently you're like five years younger. And she, so she wasn't too happy with that. Why are, you, why are you putting down a fake birth year? I don't know. I signed up for this Facebook, and I, I guess I wanted to make myself look younger. I don't know with the wrong date and I don't even know how you get rid of it I don't want people knowing that it's my birthday or it's close to my birthday I don't enjoy birthdays I don't enjoy a year older the only person that why is it my birthday it should be like my mom should be the one celebrated we should be getting a cake for my mom right not me last night and this is this is not all that bad this is kind of and and it's kind of positive really in a way you know there's been a couple of positive things the other night me and me and the uh the kid comes home the boy and he goes okay guys see you later he's got two other two other buddies and we're like where are you going i'm going to the movies and we're like oh you got money yeah i got money i'm like oh we'll pay you back we'll pay for the movie and go and have fun so he hopped in a vehicle another parent came by hops in the vehicle there's a bunch of them they're going to the movies and me and, my, me and the wife are like, wow. Like it doesn't even dent us. And I'm not going to say this right. We can afford for him to go to the movies. The movie's like 30 bucks, guys. But 30, it made us feel good that our kids can go to the movie. Don't tell me money doesn't buy happiness. Because it most certainly does. Because in 2014, 2015... 2016, we didn't have a pot to piss in. We were we were writing checks a day early and putting it into ATM to get money out because you know the paycheck is coming the next day. Like it was worse than it wasn't even paycheck to paycheck. We had no money. We had RCMP. I hadn't seen a raise in years. We weren't we weren't keeping up to the cost of milk, inflation, anything. It was terrible. We were promised we we're getting this raise. Didn't happen. And, but now we got more money than we, we're doing good. And that's awesome. And it makes us happy. It makes me happy that my kid can go to the movie whenever he wants to. So last night I'm asking the kids, it's like 7.30 at night. And I'm like, so my birthday tomorrow, what'd you guys get me? I want something really good. I kind of like, and I, and I, I look at the wife and I'm like, uh, I know you go, you know what? I'll just have my gift now. Because I know she didn't get me anything. She does this to me every year. And I'm like, what? You mean to tell me you're going to get my gift on the day of my birthday? And the kids are talking to mom all quietly and they're whispering. And uh, all of a sudden the wife is like, thanks, Clint. I got to go to Walmart now. Because they convinced her to go to Walmart to buy my, buy my gift. So 8 o'clock at night, they go to Walmart and they buy my gift and there's a point to my story. They come home and I tell the kids, 
You know what would make me, you know, you know what the best gift you can give me to my son and daughter? I said, if you guys woke up in the morning, set an alarm clock, woke up on your own, put on your clothes and came out on the couch and I didn't have to do a thing because every morning they won't get up, get up. They don't get up. I have to say it a hundred times and I have to raise my voice. I look like a jerk. It makes me feel bad during the day. I got to find their socks, find their underwear. I have to find it. I do everything in the morning. And uh, man, they woke up this morning excited and got themselves up on their own and put on their own clothes. And I'm like, man. So I, I cooked them. This is so boring. I know. I cooked them bacon and eggs, scrambled eggs. And it was a great. If I wish my birthday was every day. If a And the wife was nice. She's not going to be nice tomorrow, but she was nice. She kissed me before she went to work. What? Actually kissed me. Came home for lunch. You know what she says to me? What are you going to do for the rest of the day? I'm like, whoa, what? There's no like, uh, are you, are you going to finish painting half the basement? Or are you going to uh, clean up? Or are you going to the dump? There was none of that. Tomorrow it'll be different. I know. Toilets need cleaning. You know, something like that. So, yeah, I guess that's the great part about a birthday. Uh, being a year older is... The shits. Guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a few things today. It's going to be a little bit longer of a podcast. And I'm going to... I'm going to take a phone call, maybe. Uh, there's a question that uh, an applicant asked me about prostitution. I guess he was dabbling in the... Having a hooker as a friend, I guess. I don't know how you say it. He rented one. or And uh, I'm going to answer his question. And yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about something here. I'm Like I self-reflect. I think a lot. Like I was thinking the other day. You know, hey dude, who are you to come down here and criticize people? Like I'm the first to criticize myself. But what gives you the right? to criticize other people. And I actually started thinking, maybe maybe I should stop doing that. And then I thought, piss on that. I'm going to double down. And then I, I really dug into it, and I'm like, who am I criticizing, though? Who am I making fun of, bashing? And I realized that it's bullies. And I'm like, well, does that give me a right? I think it does. I think it does people who can't stand up for themselves and so I talk about that I talk about bosses in the police force um, when they criticize me knock me down I feel like I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to react to it the RCMP commissioner called me racist okay called every member racist Trudeau now, when you say that stuff, you, you got to expect like me to respond to it. Because no, not a whole lot of other people are doing it, right? That's how I feel. And it was like that Chris Rock thing and Will Pinkett. When Will Pinkett smacked the hell out of Chris Rock, I'm like, that's a bully. What a bully move. You know he's not going to hit you back. So I want to hit back. 
for them. And then something. Did you see Bob Paulson, the former commissioner of the RCMP on uh, what the hell? I don't know. Fifth Estate, CBC. He's going to talk about the trucker convoy. And he's putting down the Ottawa police. And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about, man? You're putting down another police force? How about you? When you were commissioner, while I was working, what did you do? What did you do that was so great that you think you could go on CBC and talk shit about another police force? You couldn't even get us a raise. There's a union because of you, Paulson. Because of you. That's why. You're the reason why I didn't have any money in 14, 15, 16. It's so, I'm like, and I'm going to show you the words that he said. And it's not, it's not, you know, alarming. Like, but if you think like me, it kind of is. Like, these words are coming out of your mouth. After what you've done? As the commissioner, what'd you do? What'd you do? I'm just curious. Does anybody know? Does anybody know what Bobby Polson did for the RCMP? But make it worse. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig into that a little. I might be off a bit, but whatever. This is my personal opinion. That's all it is. Agree with it. Don't agree with it. Say I'm wrong. Maybe I am. I'm in Cancun, okay, and I come home to the Fifth Estate. They do a huge like documentary on the trucker convoy. I'm not going to show you a whole lot of it, but let's let's see some of the words that Poulton is going to say. I cut it up into little sections, so it's let's just let's just start with what he says first, okay? I don't want to be too critical of the response. <laughs> like right away, I can't help it. <laughs> I don't want to be too critical of the response, but... But I was sitting at home watching and hearing these people coming to town. Okay. So he's not going to be critical, right? He doesn't want to be too critical, guys. So he won't be, right? In terms of public safety response, in terms of intelligence, it's a failure of uh, monumental proportion. It's a mess. A failure of a word that I can't say. Proportions. The response was a failure, guys. Let's write that down. Response, failure. Montamental? In terms of public safety response, in terms of intelligence, it's a failure of uh, monumental proportion. Monumental. Monumental. It's a mess. It, it's a mess. Let's dissect these words. See? What are the Ottawa Police Department going to do when he says that? Nothing. They can't do anything. They can't respond to it. Let's dig before I go off. Before I go off. And the intransigence of, uh, of the participants and the uh, structured leadership of it probably surprised some people, but it ought not to have. There shouldn't have been any surprise about the, pro the size of it, whatever he just said. Ottawa Police shouldn't have been surprised. No surprise. Let's write down no surprises. And I don't know who this lunatic is on CBC, but she tries to look important and serious and intelligent. Why should it not happen? Well, I mean, the duty of the... Not to have. 
Why should it not happen? Well, I mean, the duty of the uh, police forces is to uh, keep tabs on that. Duty of the police force says keep tabs on that. Keep tabs on what? I don't know. Like a peaceful protest? This is so dumb. Given that we know that amongst the many demonstrators who were coming were people who were coming very explicitly with the goal of changing the government. Uh... Bullshit, bitch. That's not true. They weren't going there to change the government. They weren't going there to overthrow the government. Maybe one person said it, but did they do it? Did they try to do it? It's not what they were doing. That wasn't the point of it. They were just saying, government, you got to stop doing this. Mandatory vaccinations, blah, 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 blah. COVID, open everything else up. They weren't going to overthrow Trudeau. They knew that. They're not idiots. But see how they twist it and spin it. Paulson knows the media does that. And he's agreeing with it. with the goal of changing the government. Uh, people explicitly talking about violence. Should Who? Who? Do you know any? Do you know anybody? Those kinds of things have triggered a, a response? Absolutely. And, and to the extent that that intelligence was collected and possessed and assessed. The intelligence of that was collected, possessed, and assessed. And what? It would have been distributed. You know. It would have been distributed. Okay. You want to talk about intelligence? <laughs> so, you know, it's not a, a huge surprise that there would be people that would have those views. Do you have? Hold on, hold on. What views? What views? I, I, I'm, I'm confused. Views that they want to overthrow the government? Is that what they're talking about? They don't really say. Any sense from even your own time? and there would be people that would have those views. Do you have any sense from even your own time at the RCMP? How much of a concern was that? Was that, do you understand that question? Let's try to figure that one out. I don't know. This is what he says. Yeah, well, I think, you know, there, I think there's a, uh, a relatively senior RCMP ex, you know, uh, emergency response team guy. His name's Daniel Bulford, he's retired. But he's talking about former members of the RCMP now. What about it? Uh, walking around here making <laughs> pronunciation. <laughs> so he's a fairly well-trained, been around the block a couple of times okay. uh, guy. So he didn't that? just come to these views. He, he must have had these views for some time. What views, Polson? Oh, we don't talk about that. Views that he didn't agree with mandatory vaccinations and COVID rules and da da da. Uh, like, what are you talking about? I watched the guy. A lot of people did. What bad view did he have? It should make everybody angry. You guys watch this. My parents got cable. I'm sure they watch it. It may well be 1800, but you've got to have a plan that accompanies the demand for resources. <laughs> what was your plan? Oh my God. With resources. No pay. It's not just a matter of busing 1,800 cops into the downtown area and wishing them well. Like, who's in charge? What's the plan? How are you going to execute on the plan? And then you get all the resources that you need. How do you execute on the plan? Let's write that one down. And, like, I'm not suggesting anarchy, but, you know, you need only go out here on the weekend to see anarchy. Yeah, that peaceful protest. Complete anarchy, guys. 
Ottawa wasn't surprised by the protest, okay? Ottawa, when Black Lives Matter was happening, Ottawa came out and they said, the police, they said, hey, you, you got a right to peaceful protest. We're not going to stop you. That's all they were doing. That's going to keep accelerating unless we we're able to uh, get a handle on it, I think. Man, there's so much to say here. There's so much to say. And I don't even know if I'm going to say it right, but I got to say it. Because maybe I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. What do we got? Okay, no surprises, he says. Nobody should have been surprised. Response failure. Mon monumental. It's a mess. Duty of police force says, keep tabs on that. Intelligence assessed. How do you execute on the plan? This amazing leader is going to teach you guys. Do you want to hear how smart this guy is? He's a mind reader, guys. He can foresee the future. No surprises. Paulson, were you surprised in 2014 in Moncton when three members were killed and two were wounded? Dave, Doug, and Fabrice killed. Were you surprised by that? Uh, did you not assess the intelligence? Did you keep a tab on that? Paulson, did you think it wasn't going to happen? Because it happened before in 2005. We all knew it was going to happen again. You're going to criticize another police force when this happens under your watch. They didn't have any carbines. Why didn't they have any carbines, Polson? Why didn't General Duty? I didn't get a carbine until 2017, the moment you retired. The carbine was approved in 2011. I'm going to take you through a little history right now. Okay. I'm getting worked up. 2005. Marithorpe, okay? Four members murdered. Just standing around a grow-up. Bad guy comes in the middle of the night with his high-powered rifle. We got pea shooters. Cannot defend ourselves. For decades and decades and decades, police were always under gun. Brock, Leo, Anthony, and Peter murdered. We knew back then we needed carbines. We knew we needed Big guns, so we can protect ourselves. Takes the RCMP years to get to the point, but finally in 2011, when they had the civilian commissioner in there, they agree that members are going to get the carbine. A month later, it's like October or November, Polson becomes the new commissioner of the RCMP. He knows that it's already been approved. But he doesn't roll out the carbine into my hands until 2017. 2014 happens. Moncton happens. They don't have carbines. Don't you think it would have changed some things, like a lot of things, if those members went to scene with a carbine? The bad guy had a, I don't know, some kind of deadly rifle, rifle that members didn't have a chance with their 9 mil. He was just picking them off. Now think about all members showing up to scene with carbines, which is what should have happened. And he's going to criticize another police force. Was he surprised that that happened? Nobody else was. You want to talk about executing a plan. You want to talk about the response being a failure. 
You want to talk about a mess? Took him six years on something that he already knew that we needed to have. Outgunned at every single call. Every, my entire career. Every call I went to. Outgunned. And he rolls out the carbine plan like molasses. You want to know why I did it? I can tell you why I did it. 2000 or 2000. I think it's 2007. Dzanski gets tasered justifiably at the Vancouver airport and dies. And when I say justifiably, I took that same taser course those members did. And that's what we were trained to do. Taser somebody who's going through excited delir delirium right away so they can get medical, medical attention. Waving some stapler in his hand. We were trained. And I still basically agree with it. That the ta taser training. Taser, when I went through taser training, never killed anybody. The taser has never killed anybody. Why wouldn't you use it? They were trained to use it. Those members thrown under the bus. RCMP said nothing about it. And when they did, it was negative. It was against those members. He didn't want, Polson didn't want to introduce a new weapon, I believe, to RCMP members. Man, we're getting in trouble with the taser. Last thing I want to do is equip the RCMP with carbines to protect their lives. And now he's sitting there talking about the convoy. That didn't kill anybody. Nobody died. Criticizing the Ottawa police. <laughs> I don't know how you do it, dude. I don't, I don't know. Like how, with a straight face almost. Let's do something. I just, I, it's just unbelievable to me. Fuse. Has a problem with RCMP. What does that mean? You're not allowed to have a view as an RCMP member. You're not allowed to have a legit. Wonder if he's going to talk about me one day. I got lots of views. What's wrong with having a view as an RCMP member? It doesn't mean you're going to go out and police in some corrupt way. You're allowed to have views. I'm allowed to. Bulford's allowed to disagree with mandatory vaccinations. <laughs> How about your views? You make it so you're such a moral dude. Let's talk about your life. Are you moral? Is that even a word? Yeah, moral. <laughs> How are your morals? Huh? Yeah, we could dig into that, can't we? Are you allowed to have bad morals as an RCMP member, as a commissioner of the RCMP? And that's what I'm talking about when, when I see somebody come out in the news and criticize, and I'm just like, who are you? And that's why I was thinking, like, who am I? I mean, that is the truth. Who am I? But I, w I hope that when I do this podcast, I owe it to everybody to tell you when I screw up, which isn't very often, but I have screwed up, and you need to know it. I want you to know it. I don't want you looking at me like I'm some kind of perfect person, because I'm not. If I'm going to criticize people, then I should talk about my faults, my problems, my issues, and I got a lot of them. Not the perfect person, far from it. And I'm going to tell a story next week that's not going to make me look too good either. Because I, I feel like I, I, like, this should be honest. 
I should be honest. And I don't want to make myself look like somebody that I'm not. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Let's take a call. I'm all worked up now. <laughs> okay, this guy used to be an auxiliary. That's all he did, man. That's all he did. Back in the day, he was uh, one of those hardcore auxiliaries that that you could actually rely on as a member. You're you're like, I'll take that auxiliary because he's actually going to help you out. He's actually going to do, do the work, and it's a big dude that you're going to want. You feel comfortable on going to a call to call with. Just wanted to tell you, give a shout out there to your wife. <laughs> doing that broadcast from Mexico, right? I did a broadca- broadcast. I did a podcast from Mexico. And he wants to talk about that for a second. And I I just had visions, you know, when the video come up, I'm looking, I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? He's on vacation. You know, look, not that I'm not appreciative, man. We always like our fix of fucking Jaws, but uh, all I could picture was, you know, your wife, you know, open the suitcase. You know, she's got some, maybe some nice dresses there, you know, sundresses and bathing suits she got, maybe some nice lingerie. A couple of microphones. And there's Jaws over there, a fucking boom mic, satellite dish, tripods. Fucking old sound stage coming out of the suitcase. Man, I had a, I had, I brought a bunch of tripods. I had a tripod in all four of our suitcases, and yeah, it was something else. Jesus, I don't know how. Look, she's got to be a great girl because uh, I can just imagine how that would go over. And uh, my wife's, you know, she's a good girl, but I could just see packing that shit (laughs) and just see her in. No. Right, you know, you're not fucking bringing that. Anyway, look forward to your next uh, next podcast. But anyway, see ya. Thanks for calling, dude. Call the guys. Call me six zero four three three zero twenty five twelve. Talk about anything you want. If you don't want me to air it, I won't. And honestly, my plan. My plan was to do a podcast every day, and I soon realized that that wasn't going to happen. I did one for, and the amount of equipment I had, I had a full suitcase and pieces in every other suitcase. And the full suitcase was a carry-on, like one of those full, the biggest carry-on that you could possibly have, filled to the nuts with cords and equipment, equipment that you... I go, I go to security, and they're like, what the hell is this? They open up the suitcase, and they're like, oh, my God, they're, they're picking up an item. They're like, what's this? And I'm like, that's a cloud lifter. They put it through the security uh, scan like twice, and uh, they weren't too happy about it. I'm like, oh, I don't know. We, don't, we do not have a good time. We have bad luck when we go to the, to the airports. We, we, this ain't going to make any sense to you, but... I remember a couple of years back, we went through security and the custom guys, what's that? What's that? We're like, what? Who had a surgery here? And I'm like, surgery? I'm detecting that somebody had some kind of surgery. And I'm like, and Tara's like, do they know? Do, do they know you have PTSD? And I'm like, Tara, that's, that's not what they're talking about. 
and we started divulging and I'm, I'm like well i had a uh uh what do you call those things i had a uh colonoscopy i told the guy i got a colonoscopy last week he goes no that's not it we're telling him everything that and i almost said oh i i think i got hemorrhoids right now we're telling him every all our ailments and i still can't remember why he was asking that but he got some kind of radiation i, I don't even know our luck our luck at the airport is not good and i told you guys a story i think a couple of podcasts ago how we're on the plane and the plane is well, it's just on a bumpy gravel road and it's going nuts the lady behind me sounds like she's having an orgasm like she's dying she can't <gasps> the whole plane can hear her um, i got two drinks in my hand and the drinks are splashing around i look over because i'm i'm in the aisle i'm in this i the, the, the section section of seats over and my kids and wife are right beside me and I look over, both kids have tears in their eyes, they're crying, freaking out. The wife looks at me, she's just like, and she doesn't have any alcohol. And you know, you start thinking, because the lady behind us is freaking out, you start thinking, this might be really, really bad. And I started kind of, could this be it? Like you start kind of start thinking that way. And I said to the wife, I said, grab me that bag. And they had warned us, they said, probably five times during the plane ride, before the plane took off, prohibited to drink duty-free and i'm like i don't give a rat's ass i tell my my wife gives me the bag i rip it open i grab a bottle of uh, vodka gray goose and i pass it to her and of course right that's what we're gonna do so we're coming back through security and the bag goes through and i go what the hell's going on here and he goes tom come over here oh my god there's a hole in the bag and I'm like, oh, shit. What do I do, right? I'm not going to sit there for half an hour and, and watch them investigate why there's a hole in the bag. And I just, they're talking about it. They're like, oh, what's going on here? And he's got a little scanner and shit like that. And I, I just, they're not looking at me. I said, hey, guys, I got I can tell you why there's a hole in the bag. We had a bad flight. I ripped it open and we drank it. You have no idea how hard it is to get a drink on a plane now. And I said, go ahead and you could you could seize the rest of the bag, beautiful bottle of tequila and something else in it. And uh, sure as shit, they did. They seized it. I wasn't going to lie about it. Just let's move on. And uh, yeah, it didn't go over too well. She initially agreed to me doing a podcast every day, but... She was like, during the, even during the trip, even when I didn't do the podcast, she's like, I feel like I haven't even seen you. You're not sitting down beside me. Okay, guys, I got an email. It's about prostitution. Young fella wants to become a cop. And he wants to be anonymous, which is totally cool with me. But I'm going to read you the email and we're going to listen to a story about a hooker. And uh, see what his question is. And I hope I... Oh, I'm going to tell you something, guys. Hey, I was in recruiting quite a while ago. It changes all the time, okay? I gave advice to a guy, Brennan, Brennan or something like that. And after my advice, I called him up and I said, Hey, I was thinking about my advice. Don't listen to me. It had to do with alcohol. He's like, should I tell the story about the time I had a couple beers, hopped in a vehicle, and I think I drove, I shouldn't have. 
and in Alberta we had we have to have zero percent alcohol in our system and my answer was maybe you did you're allowed to a lot of people can have a couple beers within an hour and blow a zero that was my point but I phoned him back and I said maybe divulge it okay don't listen to me I don't want to screw anybody up that being said let's read this okay he enjoys my videos I'm engaging Got a, oh, yeah. He gives a reason why he didn't call the hotline. He's got a bad voice. It's okay. You don't have to call. But usually, and I'm sorry if I don't get back. I got a Twitter account that I don't use, a Facebook account that I barely use, Instagram that I barely, barely use. And when you guys Gmail, and when you guys ask me questions, I, I feel bad that I don't get to them. But I will if you call the hotline. He's currently in the process, process the RCMP. He wants to become a cop. I'm waiting to resquit i got to get it together. I'm waiting to reschedule my entrance exam due to COVID. Pending the plague, plague doesn't take me out, and running nose goes away. I will hopefully get it done soon. My question is this. How long will I get gonged for tar- participating in prostitution? I went back. I went to Cuba back in December 2016 and paid a lot more money than I should have for a blowjob. Jeez, that bad, eh? Sounds like you got ripped off. Sorry for your loss. It's proof you don't get what you pay for, I guess. It was not a great experience. Couldn't have been that bad. Unless she's your cousin. Besides that, I got a somewhat funny self-something story out of it all. I'm not proud of it. I was 22 at the time. I'm 27 now. I'm prepared to go over it in full and honest detail to recruiters, but the facts remain. Within the five plus years in between, I am looking at a length am I am I looking at a lengthy deferral or short one, or will I get lucky and have enough time in between to avoid it? Partially why I waited so long to apply was because of this. I can get into my theory of self sabotage and jazz, but it doesn't seem relevant. Thanks, Clint. Keep pumping them out. Word up. Um, let's go over this. Let's go over this. You, uh, I guess you were in a dark world. I don't know. Isn't that dark of an art? I mean, some would say it's a fine art prostitution. Here's my honest opinion about pro- Who cares about prostitution? Like, really? Unless it's a sex slave. What is the big deal? Before I was a police officer, I used to watch the servant protecting cops, and they used to do these sting operations. John would pay a prostitute and they'd arrest a prostitute for prostitution. And I, I, I used to always think, it's so dumb. You know, oh, wow, you got a prostitute off the street that agrees that you can have sex with her for money. I don't understand it. If you have an agreement between two people, I'm getting paid and I get to, what is the issue? Cuba? Cuba kind of sketchy though, right? Well, what's wrong? What's wrong with a Canadian blowjob? I mean, if you're going to do it. And Dominican Republic, don't even think about it. But, man, I get it. You're in Cuba, you're probably a little sad. Nobody's looking at you, no girls are talking to you. And you want to have a good trip, so you uh, shell out a couple of bucks. I mean, really. Who are we hurting? 
<laughs> I hope the wife doesn't watch this. When you go through the process, dude, this is... Keep it simple, okay? Um, you, you say I'm prepared to go over it in full, in honest detail. Do you really think that's necessary? Make it simple, okay? And you said you paid too much for the BJ. Don't tell them that, okay? Did... <laughs> Because they're going to be thinking, well, what would have been an appropriate price? You know, there, no, there's no appropriate price. Okay. Say it was the biggest mistake of your life, right? Stuff like that, which is, uh, that's what you did say. And save the details. Tell you the truth. I don't know how much BJs are going for now when it comes to being gonged with the RCMP. Maybe somebody else is a one year, two year, three year, four year, five year. When I was in recruiting, I had that, I had, I had multiple dudes that here's the thing. And this might've changed. It changes every day. Recruiting changes every day. But when I was in recruiting, people, applicants think just because prostitution is legal in like Vegas, doesn't mean you're allowed to go to Vegas. They're thinking, because I asked this question to the bigwigs of recruiting. I said, what's the deal here? Well, what did he do wrong? And, and they're understand that what they told me was, if it's illegal in Canada, then you can't do it anywhere else. And at the time, person, I think you're fine. You're absolutely fine. You were 22. What is it, five, six years later? Five years later? I think you're totally fine unless they change things. There's been enough time in between. If you do it again, then you're screwed. If you rent a prostitute when you're young and then rent a prostitute when you're 40, you're screwed. I believe. And I believe at the time it was three-year deferral, but it could have been a two-year. And that should not stop anybody from applying because all those rules might, might, might have changed. If you're younger, the better. You were younger. You can do a lot of things when you're younger, but you can't do a lot of things when you're older and then apply for the RCMP because you ought to know better. You're allowed to dabble here and there with drugs and hookers and, I don't know, some pretty good-looking hookers out there right now. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't know. But that's what I hear. Here's one thing that I, I just, it, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Because I'm, I'm, I'm gonging a guy when I was in recruiting for having sex with a woman. And the woman agreed to it and was happy with her payment. And I have to gong him because that happened. But yet the next guy gets in. Let's put it this way. You're allowed to finger bang a sockeye salmon and I know I've said that before but you're not allowed to finger bang a prostitute it's insane to me it's not like that anymore bestiality has changed but when I was in recruiting bestiality was penetration only it was all there's no I, I guarantee you no girl in all of Canada has been uh, convicted of bestiality it's all guys <laughs> Anyways, they had the best defense, Your Honor. I didn't know what a gender the horse was. I thought he was gender neutral. That's stupid. I got to edit that out. But uh, I was just surprised. I was surprised that uh, that 
you can do this to your pet, but you can't do it to a willing subject like a female. And I kind of, I kind of went off there, but there was, I know there's a point, there's a sentence that I said before that I didn't finish. Yes, that's, I remember. Bestiality has changed. You can no longer have a sexual relationship with your pet. Okay, they've added on to it in the criminal code. Before it was penetration only. Now it's totally different. You can't do all those things to your your animals. Anyways, guys, the kids are home. And call the hotline number and subscribe to my channel. I know this is longer. And hi. Can't hear you. Yeah. No, no, say it. You forget. <laughs> I'll be up in two seconds, okay? Is your brother home? Oh, his friends are coming over? Good. More kids to babysit. Okay, guys. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. What's happening?